you're listening to Stories to Dismember. I am your host, Aaron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Lindsay and Miguel. Yo, what's Yo. up? <laughs> <laughs> and we are continuing our series on Back to School, and the movie this week is Chronicle, which was picked by Miguel. It's his choice, so I'll let him take it away and give us a little description and all that good stuff, and then jump in and dismember the movie. Yeah. Okay, Chronicle, made, released in 2012, probably made earlier, uh, directed by Josh Trank, who made a terrible Fantastic Four movie, and nobody likes it, uh, written by Max <laughs> Landis, who's a great writer, in my opinion, you can read all his scripts online, he just puts them out there, but he's been accused of some fucked up stuff, just look him up, it's bad, but I like his writing, there's supposed to be a sequel for it, uh, Fox said it was too dark, I read the script, it's pretty cool, it has that explains a lot about the movie there's also a video online on youtube you can find of him explaining how these guys got their powers oh the movie is about three high school kids uh, getting their powers i chose it because i liked it when it came out and last week's movie carrie reminded me of it and i wanted to see if uh this movie held up and yeah that's pretty much the intro <laughs> have you seen it before but, uh, aaron yeah i saw it um like uh, Miguel did when it first came out. Okay. So I had never even heard of it, and this was my first time watching it. That's great, because it, it's really, people really like it in terms of, like, superhero movies. They always say this one, like, kind of changed the way uh, people thought of them, especially since I, like I said, it, it's found footage format. It's very different from everything else, especially when it came out, because not a lot of superhero like, movies were made during mm. the time it came out like i said before the way this movie is filmed it's it's not filmed normally it's just like a collection of moments you, you're shown just cut 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 it's very rap yeah, yeah yeah very, very rapid, rapid paced. So. this was one of those movies where i couldn't pay like 100 percent attention to because i was mm -hmm. trying so hard to write notes so yeah. i didn't i didn't catch um the progression of uh Aaron said that the character Matt looks a lot older by the end of the film. Uh, <laughs> I didn't catch that at all because I was just so like focused on trying to get all my notes down. And this was the the movie I've written the most notes for so far. Probably. I don't think it was intentional, honestly. But yeah, to me, it just looked like, okay, typical teenager. And by the end of the movie, he looked like a 30-year-old man. You know, with all uh, the way it's filmed, we really don't know how much time has passed between each thing that's being filmed. Like to it, but you want to get into it? <laughs> into Let's jump into, get into it. it. <laughs> it's a, all right, so we're introduced to Andrew. I could say like the main character of the movie, I guess, because he's the one filming yeah. everything, pretty much. We were using his camera. He's testing out the camera. That is going to be our point of view for the movie. His drunk dad bangs on the door and asks what he is doing. Andrew says he's going to film everything from now on. Which has a lot of implication in that. Uh, his mom is sick. Andrew films his, uh, his sick mom. Every time Andrew is filming in his house, we can hear his mom sick in the background, which is pretty sad. You can hear her coughing and struggling in the background. Uh, do they say what's... Uh, I just assume, like, cancer or something. I don't, I don't yeah, think they say what she's sick. Some form of cancer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what I assume. Yeah. Uh, Andrew is picked up by his cousin Matt, our 
second main character because he's introduced second. Matt and Andrew have a fun ride to school singing and Matt likes philosophizing everything. He's kind of a weirdo. Everybody's a weirdo <laughs> in this movie, pretty much. Andrew foams around school, sits in the bleachers and watches the cheerleaders, which is kind of creepy because it's kind of creepy. He's asked by one of the cheerleaders to stop filming them because it's it's pretty creepy. Uh, gets camera taken by bullies. Uh, bullies gets uh, Andrew gets slapped around, and the bully kicks the camera towards Andrew, which I would have been pissed uh, at because it's an expensive camera. Uh, Matt invites Andrew to a party. Why I don't know. Uh, he asks him to leave the camera at home, but Andrew really. Does, Andrew really does film everything. When he says he's going to film everything, he is filming everything. Yeah. He does not leaving the camera, which I guess is a good explanation for why he, the camera is always everywhere. Cause, yeah, I think it worked uh, really what, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it shows how much times have changed in just like 10 years. Because now if you saw yeah. somebody walk around filming, you wouldn't. I mean, I've seen tons of people this weekend, just the places I've gone, you don't think anything yeah. about it. So. Yeah. And they would be doing it with their phones, yeah. Phones, yeah, yeah iPhone. Which iPhones were around in 2012, but, you know, I guess. We see his camera later on. It's fucking huge. <laughs> like, I was surprised <laughs> how big his camera is at the party. Uh, so, yeah, he's invited to the party. Oh, Andrew walks home and films the local douchebags. Andrew's watching footage from the day in his room. And Dad comes in and starts beating him. His home life is not great because his dad is just an asshole and his mom is sick. And I can feel that Andrew just does not know what to do. He's trapped. Uh, so Andrew and Matt go to a party. Matt asks Andrew to do his own thing, enjoy the party. They separate. Andrew is filming the party. A lot of stuff is happening. Another girl is there. Oh, like you said, filming for her blog. Blog, blog. Casey. Thing. Casey, yes. Andrew's ex. We find out later, I guess. Oh, it is? Implied. I, I, it was implied when they talk later, but it, then, it, I don't know. It's like a weird relationship because they know each other and they talk like, you know, they were in a relationship before, but that's hmm. weird. I missed that. Uh, yeah, they don't talk here at the party they talk later uh but another person with a camera that's nice and from her point of view we see andrew's camera and i can see why he gets a lot of attention because it's really big you can't miss it (laughs) (laughs) that surprised me when i saw that i'm like whoa yeah and matt comes in and talks to her starts philosophizing about parties and uh, doesn't work in whatever attempts he's trying to flirt with her in the most obnoxious way (laughs) that doesn't work (laughs) And she just leaves. Uh, Andrew, oh, Andrew is confronted about filming someone's girlfriend, and he gets smacked again. He's always getting beat up. Uh, we cut to Andrew outside crying. It's sad, wiping his, you know, just fiddling with his camera. And then we meet Steve, which is Michael B. Jordan, which is one this is crazy because he's a fucking huge star today. And Michael B. Jordan is in this, uh, like, sort of indie movie, a uh, weird indie movie. I forgot about him being in it, uh, <laughs> which is weird to see him in it. Uh, he's great. He's a fucking amazing actor. Uh, Steve, Michael B. Jordan, asks Andrew to come and film something cool they found. Uh, 
Steve is cool. And he, and we saw yeah. him previously, right? Like he's running for class president. Yeah, at the, their school. The school. The school. Yeah, he's uh, running for class president. He's uh, he's the coolest of the three by far. Mm, uh, most popular. <laughs> most popular, but just as a person too, he's like. Boom, well, we're good. Uh, uh, Steve <laughs> recognizes Andrew because of a hoodie he used to wear. He's good with faces. He wants to go into politics. He's, he's a cool guy. Uh, three enter the hole they found. Even though it gave off like a super huge energy pulse before they went into it, but they still choose to go into it. Uh, they see something like crystallized, something pulsating blue. Steve touches it. It turns red. Steve starts nosebleeding. It's going to be a lot of nosebleeding in this movie. Uh, mm. It's a bunch of Falls noise, to the ground. bang, 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 energy. They, yeah, hit the ground and cut to black. Later find out that every, like they got out of the hole somehow, but the camera was destroyed, so Andrew got a new one later. Uh, later they say that, so I don't know how they got the footage from this camera. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that. What? That was yeah. interesting. That goes with something... I'll say at the, at the end of this, which is going to be weird to say, but uh, okay. So next thing we see is the three testing out uh, their abilities. With, by, they throw a baseball at each other <laughs> and see who can catch it with their mind. Steve and Matt fail. They just beam each other with baseballs in the face, but Andrew catches it. He's able to stop it with his brain, and he starts nose bleeding. I'm just going to say... <laughs> Very much every time they use their powers, they start to nosebleed, which is cool indication of how much energy they've exhausted. Because later yeah. they explain later they explain how it feels to them to use the power. So, uh, and just to be three, clear, like we presume yeah. that they got these powers from this weird crystal or whatever it is that yeah. they found yeah, yeah. at this abandoned well yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's the that's how it's implied. I guess somehow the energy they got from it changed them and they can use telekinesis telekinesis it's telekinesis <laughs> it's like the word of the day yeah pretty much <laughs> the three play with Lego- legos and andrew shows that he has a way higher level of skill with using his telekinetic powers than the other two like matt can barely you know like float two of the legos and andrew's building stuff with it and they're both of them are impressed so i guess andrew's like just leagues above him in terms of how powerful he is. Uh, uh, Steve has having girl trouble, I guess. Uh, the three, re- re- oh, the, the next, the three, unless I'm skipping a lot, the three re- revisit the hole, but it's been, I guess, collapsed on itself. And then there's police around the area, like quarantining the area, I guess. So like just making sure nobody gets into it. Pretty shifty stuff. I guess the government knows. Uh, uh, Steve thinks it's weird that Andrew records everything. Andrew tells Steve that his father used to be a firefighter, but he got injured and just collects insurance now. And Andrew is in his room and levitates his camera. I'm just going, everything I say, like every line I say, you just have to uh, assume that it's a different scene because the way it's filmed, it just cuts to everything different. So, yeah. So it's a cool that Andrew can levitate his camera because that gives us a bunch of different angles he can use with filming so we can see a lot more stuff. Yeah, that was a really clever way to do that. Clever way of making it a semi-found footage film because now it's not handheld. Now they can use actual, like, normal camera stuff and we can just assume that 
you know it's telekinetic cameras there uh andrew and his mom talk it's very you know sad because his mom is just very sick next we see matt skipping stones with his power matt is implied to be like the weakest one of all of them right because it's really you can't do it yeah yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. i'd say i'd say it's andrew then steve then matt in terms of power especially later on as we see it andrew asked oh matt is andrew's cousin by the way yeah so just just I, steve I is i don't know you've got me you've got me thinking yeah. about it but like yeah I can see how Matt, we don't really see him using his powers as often, or he doesn't practice it as diligently or whatever. Um, But I do like how Steve and Andrew, they both present their powers in sort of different ways. Like, as you said, Andrew, he he uses his powers with more finesse, or uh, like Steve actually says that later. Uh, But we can get to that. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. Andrew asks Matt if he likes him. Matt says, yeah, kind of. He gives not a straight yes answer. <laughs> uh, it's kind of sad because they're cousins. Uh, but the three... <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it could be okay. better. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So the three learn... Oh, Steve just pretty much looks up but what they have. It just comes up with telekinesis, which is what they have. Uh <laughs> Mac, they're at school, walking to school, I guess. And Matt makes the leaf lower look up girls' skirts, which yeah, that's is what it is. Uh, they talk about how much stronger they've gotten, and we see that next because they terrorize the store and the people in it. Uh, so, like just before <laughs> yeah. that, is that when when Matt says that he has a theory that the telekinesis is like a muscle? If they stretch it yes. for too long or too quick, it will tear. Yes, Which is when that, we yeah. see them having nosebleeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm skipping a lot, but yeah, there's a lot of detail in between this. Like, no worries. That's why I'm yeah. jumping in. Yeah. So, yes, it's a cool way of showing that they pretty much have to exercise their muscle. Like, just because they have it doesn't mean they can do anything they want. They have to practice at, yeah, pretty much building up their strength with it. Because if they exert yeah, their it too stamina. much... Yeah, they exert it too much, they start to bleed. Which is, I assume, I assume, I assume, is their brain like being like, I stop it. So yes, next. We oh see yeah, them the boys in the store. In the store, yeah, this is a cool sequence here. I forget who does what, but I wrote down what they do. So somebody makes a, one of them makes a cart run away from the person. They scare a little girl with a teddy bear, make it float in front of her scare her they try to oh this is messed up they try to take a gum from some dude's mouth but they just make him like fly into a shelf like yeah just messed that's the that's messed up because <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell's going on uh then they're at they're at a restaurant andrew stabs matt with a fork but matt isn't hurt so i guess they can build like a mini force field around them so they don't well, get hurt right in between the store scene yeah. and the restaurant scene that's when steve shows he can move cars with his mind yeah steve is yeah so steve well they wait until a woman gets out of her car and goes inside the store and then steve pushes a car into a different parking lot and then she comes back and they just start laughing at her which is like <laughs> an impressive like feat but it's also such an asshole move like they're starting to get 
it's so, it's yeah. sort of evolving from like teenage tomfoolery into just assholery. Yeah, they start they're getting really annoying with the stuff they're doing. It's building up. It's building up into what happens next. Like they're yeah, it's kind of like they're trying to one up each other into mm-hmm. who can do the most. Like jackass. It's like jackass. This is like telekinetic jackass here. Thank God they don't have telekinesis. <laughs> you imagine. So yes, and next the three are in their car, I guess driving home, I guess, and then they're being annoyed by some somebody in a truck honking behind like them, like aggressively tailing them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Andrew is just like, "Hey, check this out," and then he just straight up makes the truck move to the side and kind of fall into a ditch or like lake. Into, yeah. Like, water, water, yeah. And Manstey freak out because that's he pretty much Andrew. Pretty like much he potentially killed somebody. Killed yeah. somebody, yeah. Right. Just to show his power and kind of like impress Steve and Matt. This is like his way of impressing them, but that doesn't work. Uh. So yeah, Steve and Andrew freak out. They go check out the truck and the guy in it and try to save him. Andrew here is like. I can, like, uh, let me help. He tries to pick up the truck <laughs> with his mind, which I guess technically could have helped, but it's not the, you know, I guess he's not strong enough to do it, like, quickly or, like, efficiently enough to do it. And Matt is just like, please stop doing that. Please stop doing things, Andrew. And so Steve jumps in and saves the guy from drowning. He's the one to get him out. Uh, yeah, Steve is the one that saves him. Takes him out. Matt calls 911. Police come. And yeah, so I guess they technically saved the guy from drowning, even though Andrew is the one who did it. And yeah, so yeah, next scene is uh, Matt and Steve just screaming at Andrew, like yeah, they're just really, really angry. And Matt Laying comes down up with some, some ground rules and stuff. Ground rules, yeah, some ra- rules. Rules are and don't use it on living things, even though the three of them technically have done that. No using it in public. <laughs> Even though they technically have done it, <laughs> and you know using it when angry, which yeah, don't use it when angry. Which Andrew, which is even more messed up because Andrew wasn't really even angry at that moment. He was just trying to impress them. With but that. they all was... break the first and second rule almost immediately. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's always yeah. in public. It's always like <laughs> on, I can't remember yeah, what the other it, one is on living things. Which yeah. Yeah, they always use it in public, at least. Uh, they're really bad at hiding it. Uh, I, f- I forget, like, there's a couple of stuff that happens, but the next thing I've written down is when they meet up somewhere, like, uh, f- uh, far away with Steve. Yeah, and Steve, it's Steve like a... Floating. Yeah. It's like an, a sawmill or something. There's, like, mounds of dirt with, and it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve, uh, I guess, called Matt and Andrew to come meet him somewhere secluded. And they're like, where is he? And he's like, look up. And Steve is flying. Steve, I guess, <laughs> practiced enough to learn how to, I guess, at least float. He's floating right now. Uh, and they're like, wow. Because they just, I guess, didn't think of being able to do that. Uh, Matt tries. And he can't do it he messes up a couple times andrew does it on the first try is another implication that he's very quick at learning how to do it uh matt tries again with the camera and he still falls uh, 
And then we just cut to them all three flying. We got the flying scene. They are flying. I really very love the scene. This very fast. And they have, I guess they went back and, I guess, you know, it's a bit of a time skip because when we see them flying, they're wearing heavy coats. And, cause yeah, which I thought cool was up there. Cool. I thought it was a good That's touch. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because you see movies where people are flying and they're like, they're acting like it's not even freezing cold up there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they're like they're they're with the clouds. They're like high in the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. So they must have practiced a lot, and they figured out that if we're gonna do this, we're gonna have to wear something comfortable because they probably did it once and froze themselves. So yeah, there's, there's gonna be a bunch of time skipping around here. Well, but we get a great sequence of them three flying. They're playing. They're throwing a base, uh, football at each other. That's cool. They're just floating in the clouds. This is a very cool depiction of flying to me i really really like this scene it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh so they're flying and just goofing around in the clouds and i don't know if it's mad or andrew he starts hearing something but then they get interrupted by a airplane a fucking airplane airplane <laughs> airplane comes out of the out clouds of which, out of nowhere which you would assume you would think you'd be able to see it but i guess I don't know. I've never been up in the clouds flying before. So face to face with an airplane? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess it might be like a train. Like, people get hit by mm. trains because they're walking on it. And you would assume they'd hear or see the train, but it's just that coming so, so fast. fast. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I guess they don't have enough time to react yet. Um, so, yeah. Their, their flight is messed up by an airplane. I guess the force of the airplane just throws them around in the sky. They can't yeah, control themselves. Yeah, I think themselves. it's the it's the air yeah. um, mm-hmm. surrounding the plane that knocks them out. Because at first I thought it was like literally the plane, and I was like, yeah. why does Steve not die from this? But yeah, it's the air turbulence. Yeah, yeah. So they're all plummeting to the ground, cameras falling, and then Andrew saves Steve and the camera. They just fall to the ground. Matt isn't saved by anybody. He just kind of flops on the ground. But they, I guess it's the force field around them that protects them as well. Uh, and Steve is just hyped. Steve is hyped up at this moment because he's just... Uh, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, Steve, you know? It's like, they can fucking fly. <laughs> just scream into the camera, we can fly. That's just, oh, very, very doesn't excited. he's like, yeah. he's very thankful towards Andrew for saving him. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you so saved me, save me. Save the camera too. Yeah, they really uh, bond over that. Yeah, Steve and Andrew become really close. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't really say anything bad about Steve in this movie. He doesn't really—he's just trying to help everybody and just very, very excited that they have powers. They're all—they're all dumb in the way that you imagine teenager boys yeah. who just learned they all have telekine- <laughs> telekinetic abilities. Yeah, uh, would be. That's exactly how you would imagine. But like, considering Steve's a pretty top-notch guy. Yeah. So next, after the flying, the hard day of flying, uh, three just talking. Steve is talking about how he uses telekinetic, just finesse during sex, which you just got. I imagine you have to be very, very careful <laughs> doing that. I'd be too scared to. Andrew. <laughs> reveals he's never had this sex so andrew's a virgin at this moment and the three are sleeping in the living room and matt 
uh, says that today was probably the best day he's ever had. Oh, I thought that was Andrew pretty... that said that. I yeah, I looked. I thought it was Andrew too, but What's I can that? look right in it. Yeah, but huh. that's what I saw in my second viewing. I thought I wrote down Andrew said that, but then I watched oh, it again. Well, I mean, I believe you. It's just surprising because, yeah. like, with as depressing as Andrew's life is, you would think that that's yeah. something he would say. I'm pretty sure it's Matt. I saw his lips moving at that moment because I really thought it was <laughs> I Andrew too. You. But, but I don't know. Unless there was an editing mistake, but I don't know. Um, so next, the three are at school. The three talk about places they'd like to go, especially since they can fly there. Steve says uh, Maui, I guess, especially on the weekend, especially since they can fly there. Uh, Andrew <laughs> says Tibet. It is a cool place to want to visit. I just think them planning to fly somewhere for the weekend is pretty cool. Like, they're immediately just... Yeah, they can do anything, so... And then we see Matt visit Casey at her camera. Casey is also filming everything, apparently. Uh, She's secondary camera in this movie. Uh, Matt visits Casey, wants to donate to an African fund because of her blog. And this is where we get some more information about their relationship which I I just thought you know they were ex-boyfriend and girlfriend that's what I got from oh this I scene. thought you were saying Andrew yeah. and Casey were okay no no Matt okay no I, d- I did get the sense that they did have some sort of like past yeah. history or something yeah yeah and yeah, Matt is just I don't know just not saying the right things I guess <laughs> and yeah so that goes nowhere uh Oh, but we can yeah. see that she's like softening towards him a little yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah. Just very awkward scene here. Uh, Andrew and Steve are on top of the building, just sitting on the edge. It probably flew up there. Steve tells Andrew that he should join the talent show. And this is where we get Steve saying that his, uh, he can't really finesse things like Andrew can mm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that he isn't he isn't as technical with objects I guess or making things float or controlling things as he Andrew is. This is where I got that Andrew is probably the strongest of the three. Uh so yeah, Andrew talks with mom. Dad asks Andrew how he gets to school because Matt isn't driving up anymore and he's on to him. Yeah, he's suspicious of him. Like, he thinks he's sneaking around doing something since Matt is no longer taking him to school. Which is crazy because the implication is that, uh, the implication is that they're all flying to school now. Um, yeah. Which is really risky. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every time Andrew's dad and Andrew talk, it's never good. It's just very, not a great relationship between them. So, next. Just cut to the talent show. And yeah, it was just a bunch of different people doing talents. I forget what they were. One was like an opera singer. I can't remember any of the other ones. Uh, So talent show. Steve introduces Andrew. Very cool intro. And Andrew does uh, magic tricks. He uses the power to do cool magic tricks. Which is, what else would you do? He's awesome. He steals the show. I really like how they set it up, though. Like, it begins with Andrew and, um, and Steve on stage. And 
everybody, like, you can tell the audience is already, like, getting amped up, ready to make fun mm-hmm. of Andrew and boo him and stuff. And then Andrew drops all of his deck of cards. And then we see him using his telekinesis to make all of the cards pile back into his hand. And that's when the whole crowd just goes nuts yeah. for it. That was a good moment. Yeah. It's a good bait and switch. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew does his thing. He steals the show. He, he like starts uh, juggling balls. He walks on wire. He walks on wire while juggling balls. And I forget if he does anything else. But yeah, he he's the man of the hour. Speaking of. And can next, I just say. Oh, yep. Can I just say I love Steve for this because it was his yes. idea to yes. bring Andrew onto the talent show. And yet he gives Andrew the spotlight. Like he makes yeah, it he all was, about Andrew. Yeah, he was uh, Andrew's straight man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I loved oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Andrew is juggling the balls. He makes them float in the air. And then, like, Steve walks up to him and Andrew hits Steve in the face with the floating balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve. Like I said, Steve is really just trying to build Andrew up during this whole movie. Ugh, like he, what a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so after Andrew, uh, you know, tears the house down on the talent show <laughs> uh everybody's hyped up they go to an after talent show party i guess andrew is the man of the hour uh i skip a lot of stuff i skip straight to a girl named monica walking up to andrew wanting to talk to him monica and andrew start you know she's got like fire angry. engine red hair yeah and can Which, i just say i did uh, yeah, yeah. like Stratton looked it up and the girl that uh, flirts with Andrew uh, Monica you said that's his mm-hmm. wife in real life really yeah oh, which cool. I thought was really cute interesting so Monica and Andrew are just chilling on the couch Monica invites Andrew to do beer pong Andrew's like I'll probably be really good at that yep he probably will be <laughs> So they Andrew uh, they play ping pong. Andrew destroys, obviously. Uh, and then Andrew and Monica go upstairs. So we get Matt filming himself, just drunk, into the camera, saying he loves Andrew. Yeah, just very pretty cute. cool. <laughs> very cute. Yeah, this is very cool. And Matt, cute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so cute. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, he's straight up drunk. He's super drunk. Uh, so it's like... So Casey comes up to Matt. Casey's also filming. They talk. <laughs> Every time they and... come across each other, they're filming. Yeah, yeah That's Casey... kind of cute. That's a good meet yeah. cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also at the talent show, Matt is filming the talent show. And Casey's yeah. filming as well. God, a lot of people with cameras in this movie. Jesus. All right. Uh... So yeah, uh, Matt and Casey go somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Steve is also filming himself. I'm assuming with the same with Andrew and the same camera. As Andrew gave it to Matt, I guess, and then Matt gave it to Steve. That's my timeline. So Steve yeah. is upstairs filming. He's gonna film Andrew having sex, which is not. You know, he's gonna bust in. That was his plan. I'm assuming he was gonna mm-hmm. bust in and film him, which is 
Yeah, it wasn't malicious because he was like, yeah, you know, proud father moment. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to witness Andrew having sex for the yeah, first time. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have done it, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, I get his, I get his motive. Yeah, like, yeah, being out of He's pride. He's very, very, very excited for Andrew, even uh, even if it's misguided, even if what happened next didn't happen, even if Andrew and Monica were having sex, that still would have probably killed the mood. I'm assuming <laughs> that probably would have ended. That's that. true. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, Steve. Is filming. We hear stuff happening in the room behind it, and then Monica comes out covered in vomit. Apparently, Andrew threw up on her uh, when she was trying is... to give him a blowjob. Or something. yeah, how dare you? Which <laughs> Jesus, it's uh, yeah. I guess maybe it's because Andrew, Andrew is mortified. Yeah, I don't know if it was because of Andrew being super drunk as well or if it is like with powers the powers yeah because i just got the knows, impression but, yeah, he was super yeah. drunk yeah yeah super yeah because i was thinking about that i'm like yeah it's just because probably because he was super drunk probably there's not much more into thinking about it into that yeah because i was thinking maybe because if they know his bleed they know his bleed maybe other stuff with their bodies happens if they get triggered by something else i, I don't know uh, yeah, so Andrew threw up on Monica. Not cool. Yeah, Andrew and Steve. Well, and yeah, Andrew's horrified, like you said, mortified. And then Steve comes in and tries to, I guess, calm him down. But Andrew's not having any uh, any of it. And this is where we get from here on out. It's going to be a lot of Andrew being very, very, very angry. As we see next, well, we uh, the camera cuts. Andrew is in his room. He is filming himself on the floor with the spider, and then he just straight up kills the spider by like using his. He disassembles like, it. Yeah, yeah. He, he That's a good word for it. Yeah, he disassembles it. He, he like or dismembers it. Yeah. He, he, Ooh. Yeah, dismembers it. Yeah. He tears off the spider's legs with his power in midair. Is, yeah. Midair, which is like. A very cool visual. Like I remember this it is, from the it first time. It was a time cool looking effect. I felt yeah. bad for the spider, but yeah. And it's showing like this is <laughs> another thing like serial killer behavior because a lot of yes! serial killers uh-huh. uh, kill animals before they start right. with humans. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool touch, and it is. <laughs> I feel weird complimenting. Max Landis with his, because he's not a cool dude. But I have to say, like every time he writes a script, he is very good at adding detail with how he wants to portray the characters, and he really does think of every like important thing he wants to show for the audience. Yeah, so I him mean, showing both this, things yeah. can be true. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a ton of talented assholes in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, and we can acknowledge that. Yeah. So I'm giving him props for the way, especially if you read if you read the Chronicle script, it is pretty much like sentence for sentence, line by line. You can read the script and follow the movie, and it's exactly the same. Like he, you know, like so. If anything good you have to you want to say about the movie, you're kind of also complimenting him because it's pretty much like exactly the way he wrote it. So yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, what's next? 
Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. We see a lot of Andrew next year. Um, well, the or next thing we? I have written is oh, that yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's disassembling the spider or dismembering mm-hmm. the spider in the air until he goes over to his mom, who is having a mm-hmm. coughing mm-hmm. fit. Um, Andrew asks his dad where his mom's pills are, and the dad is, like, immediately defensive and pissed off. Um, yeah, yeah. He dad. says he went through the camera. Yeah, which Andrew's like, what did you see? And he's like, you being a loser, which I... I was just going to say, to me, that was a weird part in the movie because I feel like the dad's reaction is not what I would have expected uh, for someone who would have seen all of this footage of Andrew and the other boys like gaining their telekinetic abilities. What? Like, all, all the dad says is, I saw you being a loser. Like, I assume he, well, it depends on when he started watching or how much of, well, oh, shit, yeah, that's true, because this is a new camera, so he wouldn't have watched from the beginning. And also, like, the truck, like, he would have seen the truck, that truck of the aggressive driver, like, tailing them and, uh, Andrew like nearly killing the driver of that truck like well, there's a ton assuming... of weird footage well I guess we can assume that this new camera there must have been a time skip where <laughs> or we didn't, we're not seeing all of everything that Andrew filmed so maybe it's a lot of like him at school still being bothered by people I mean, or him you know he might have just he might have just another... walked... I was just going to say, it brings up another question, though, because the dad, uh, part of the dad's um, berating of Andrew is that Andrew spent $500 on this camera. And if this is a second camera, that means that more than $500 has been spent. Which isn't really addressed. Or maybe Andrew just stole it. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a lot of questions, but... (laughs) <laughs> Those are the only questions I really have in the yeah. movie. Or maybe his I dad assume. didn't even watch the footage and was like, yeah, you being a loser, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he just assumed. That's or probably he, more likely. Or he watched like 10 seconds of it and just yeah. Andrew being himself, even with friends, mm-hmm. he probably just thought he was a loser. Even with Matt and, and Steve, even if he saw footage of him being friends with them, he probably would have still called him a loser. He probably just watched like 10 <laughs> seconds probably, of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be fair, like Andrew probably could have like scored the winning like touchdown in football. Yeah, the dad would probably be like just being a loser. Well, oh, being yeah. a dad too, he's probably like this camera. How do you turn it on? You know, what I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. honestly, especially a five hundred. And the dad is drunk probably. all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Probably I, couldn't it, turn the camera on. Yeah, I did assume that Andrew just probably took the camera. Like he didn't buy it. He didn't. He just stole the new camera. Uh, I know, hope. Yeah, I, I kind of hope he did steal it, just because, like, yeah. if they can't afford to get the mom medicine, yeah, then yeah. that is like really extreme to buy a camera. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, like you said, Dad is snooping around Andrew's room, finds the camera. Dad berates Andrew. Dad starts uh, calling Andrew a loser and starts beating him. Beating him. And Andrew just straight up just doesn't take it anymore and just, uh, like, uses his powers to overpower his dad and just straight up tells him that he can crush him. 
and just throws him to the side. Very, very intense. Uh, and we see... Well, he wasn't afraid of using his powers on people before, but now he really isn't afraid of using it against people, especially the people he is getting bullied by. And we get, we we cut to Matt nosebleeding, which is going to come up later on, right here. Uh, next, we see Andrew flying up in the storm at night in the clouds. Uh, thunderstorm, that's what it's called, in a thunderstorm. Steve comes up, flies up to talk to him. Steve says that, uh, you know, just tries calming Andrew down. Steve says that he started nosebleeding and heard Andrew in his head. So now we can assume that all three are connected by whatever happened to them and the cave thing, I guess that connected the three of them as well as gave them powers so they can sense when the other is, I guess, using... A huge amount of their power, I assume. Or if the other is in trouble or something of that nature. It's not really super explained, but that's what I got from it. Uh, so yeah, Steve is just trying to calm Andrew down from the storm. Just telling him to come, you know, fly down. Uh, Andrew's getting super emotional, super intense. Just tell Steve to go away, that he was never his real friend. Steve is like, are you fucking kidding me? I've... The only people I've hung out with these past, like, weeks is you and Matt. And Andrew just gets angrier and angrier. And the storm gets more intense and intense. Before, Andrew just... He not goes crazy, but at the peak of him and, and Steve screaming at each other, we see a lightning bolt hit Steve. And, yeah, so Steve is hit by a lightning bolt in the chaos of what is happening and yeah we just cut next thing we cut to is steve's funeral heavy. so i guess the implication heavy very heavy because the implication there is that andrew controlled the lightning bolt to hit steve uh, yeah he killed steve which i have something to say about that at the end there's a lot of stuff to explain about this movie you get from some several sources but yeah in the movie you would assume that because of what Andrew's rage that killed Steve, it controlled lightning to kill Steve. So we're at Steve's funeral. Very sad. Just the funeral procession. Well, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think, um, like, Matt explains it, imme like, immediately in the next scene when they're at the funeral, because Matt tries to approach Andrew and he's like why are you recording and um he's also trying to get information about what happened with him and Steve yeah. he says that there were no there was no record of there being any lightning storms um and also Steve was found in a field just like yeah. laying there uh, so it looked really sus so I think like what we're supposed to glean from that is that Andrew was the one controlling the storms and even though like he might have lost control in that moment when he killed steve like maybe he didn't intentionally kill steve it wasn't like andrew flew up to these thunder clouds like he was the one producing them but yeah. maybe you've got more insight on that or something yeah this is which is weird because you make a good point so what i have to say is i'm gonna save it for at the end because uh, you know uh, but yeah the movie says one thing, but, you know. All right, so, yeah, we're at Steve's death. Yeah, Matt confronts Andrew, 
uh, lays out everything like he said. Um, so yeah, Matt and Andrew argue, and Andrew... Oh, we get another cool shot of Andrew with the camera. Andrew makes the camera float on top of him, so we get a cool view of Matt and Andrew. Very cool usage of the camera there. And Andrew flies away, which is a very cool effect of them like flying away. I like how that's shot. Uh, and oh, wait. You know, you know, oh, <laughs> is that where... Like, throughout this whole movie, I thought the effects were really good and convincing and realistic. Uh, yeah, I, I, I Is this the one where they're talking in their, in uh, Andrew's bedroom? Like, Matt confronts no, him at that, Andrew's that, house? That, and Oh, okay, okay. That's later. And uh, yeah, okay. that's the one. I'll come back to that later the, then. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I knew, yeah. Yeah, Andrew <laughs> flies away. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew talks to Steve's grave, Andrew misses Steve. Very, very sad. Ah, fuck. I don't know if I skipped stuff. Damn. So Andrew misses Steve. He talks to Steve's grave. And then I have here Andrew versus the bully at school. This is where he... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's the next thing. So, yeah. It's the next thing. Okay. So Andrew is at school. He still is getting bullied by this same asshole from before. This time it's for the throwing up incident. Oh yeah, yeah, everybody. That's that's right around the school. Which sucks. Yeah, because yeah. he he was doing so well and having more popular standing with his classmates, and all of that is just gone now. Yep, because of that. So everybody's making fun of him, straight up, just to his face, like they're not even hiding it. And so the bully is there, and we see Andrew follow the bully, and. Use his powers to take out the bully's teeth straight up. He just pulls them out from his mouth, which is a cool callback to be. To be to, oh, sorry. To be fair, he pulls out like three teeth. He doesn't to, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> three, three or four teeth. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good. <laughs> he pulls out like three or four single teeth from, it, which is fucked up. <laughs> Because uh, oh, uh, this is a cool callback to before when I guess he was the one trying to take the gum out of the dude's mouth in the store. Mm-hmm. So so now it's teeth instead of gum. Uh, fucked up. And I guess it was in an empty hallway too. Like nobody saw him doing this. I guess except the bully. Because I don't remember anybody freaking out at that. Or were there I mean, people there? Yeah. I, I don't remember. I was just going to say, like, there's tons of moments where you're like, yeah. how is nobody yeah. witnessing this? But you can just sort of wave it off as, yeah. well, eventually, yeah. eventually somebody's going to spot them. I'm not well, worried about it right there, now. There was people yeah. there, but you know how stuff happens so fast. You're like, I missed it. What happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. So, so we cut to Andrew in the bathroom on the, on the, in, in, the, in one of the stalls. Just showing the teeth off to the camera, like some trophies, like a hunter showing off his, uh, you know, trophies his, uh, to the camera. Or what, yeah, trophies. Yeah. It's yeah, like what okay. you were saying earlier about how, um, like the signs of a serial killer or something. Yeah. He's sort of yeah. he's sort of doing the same thing in this scene where he's showing off in a very passive way, like these teeth. Yeah, and it's escalating too. I like the escalation because that's another mm-hmm. serial killer thing. Like they let themselves get away with some like little things, and it starts building up and building up until the extreme. 
So first was the spider, and then no, first was the truck, really, and then the mm, spider, mm-hmm. and, and then this, and then later on we're gonna yeah it's gonna get bad. Uh, oh yeah, and then we next well yeah, here we go. Andrew is at a car where, 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 where junkyard right? Yeah, where messed up cars. Pretty much got a junkyard sitting, looking at the camera. With a car behind him, and he's just tell, uh, explaining to the camera how the concept of an apex predator, about a predator so f- superior to anything in its environment that it can't be hunted by anything else. And and if you had point, any doubt in your mind about him yeah. slowly evolving into a serial killer, like this should put that out of your mind immediately. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and so he uses his power to crush the car behind him, pretty much making a statement that nobody can fuck with me. I'm the apex predator here. Nobody is. I am stronger than anybody on Earth, pretty much. So that makes me the apex predator of humans, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the he said, talked about a lion, doesn't feel guilty for killing a gazelle, so gazelle. he shouldn't feel yeah. guilty for using his powers. Mm. Yeah, he pretty much believes he is a superior being, like next step of evolution. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's where his head at at that moment. So, so next, uh, we see Andrew in his room. I got yeah. So Matt visits Andrew. This is the scene. Matt visits <laughs> Andrew. He flies into his room, and they uh, Matt is arguing with Andrew about what happened at school. So I guess where it does go around, I guess the bully did say what happened. Matt heard it, visits Andrew, screams at him, uh, tries to punch Andrew, but he ain't punching Andrew. Andrew is much stronger than Matt here. Can't do anything to him. Andrew straight up says, I'm stronger than you. You can't do anything to me. And so don't lecture me on what I can do. But he still says he'll follow Matt's stupid rules, I guess, to calm him down, which is a straight-up lie. Uh, and Matt flies away from the room. I guess this is where you're going to say that. Uh, I just thought it looked funny. It yeah, <laughs> it didn't look cool so much as funny. Yeah, it looked pretty awkward to him flying or getting into position to fly outside it, of the window. It was like, it yeah. was like well, bye. So, yeah. <laughs> Like just Which, out of the window. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I guess you have to have good accuracy because I'm sure I'd like fly straight up into to the window. Like you have to make sure uh, you can get. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that goes with anything. Superpowers in real life would look pretty goofy. I'd say. Oh yeah. Especially flying. You know. Anytime so, we've played D and D where I've had the opportunity to learn how to fly, I've said no because that looks so stupid <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I am flying. Yeah. It looks, it looks. <laughs> it looks stupid. My character has a broomstick now, but I opted to oh. not do like the flying superhero thing because that just looks stupid in my head no matter what. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway so Matt <laughs> flies away. Oh, yeah. That is Andrew's mom. Yeah. Suffering. So Andrew. Yeah, suffering. 
I have here Andrew is filming at school, but I don't remember him film. Does he film? I guess it's just a little stuff. He films at school again after that. And we cut to Andrew can't. Oh, yeah. So Andrew goes to a pharmacy to buy his mom's medication, but he can't afford it. You know, they don't have a lot of money. Because this is America. Yeah, and we have bad health care. We're not getting into that. You can't really have time to get into that because I messed up that. So we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, Andrew, yeah, can't afford medication. So he, the next logical thing in his mind is getting his dad's firefighter suit. That's what I got from this. And he just he yeah, got his I did dad's. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're on agreement. His dad's firefighting suit. He puts it on. I guess you could say his superhero costume, like a supervillain costume at this point. <laughs> Technically, uh, and so he goes out and he robs the douchebags from before. He walks up to them, threatens them. They make fun of him. They figure out it's Andrew super quickly because of his voice. Not much hiding there. He points his finger gun at them. They point they, before they can take out a real gun at him. He shoots them with his telekinetic powers, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Way of showing that. So he just straight up beat them up, beats them up. He like flies up in the air and comes down on one of them. Which the way the scene was filmed was pretty cool. Him just taking out all the douchebags in this scene easily with his powers, not a problem. Still is their money, not a lot of money. So next thing, his he walks up to a store and Andrew takes out the guy at the register. Register. And steals the money from the register with his powers, which I thought was cool. Him, like, I guess he can't control the speed of how much, how fast he can take the money out of the register. Because <laughs> even he was like, he was Could, like, come on, faster, faster. Even though couldn't I, do it all at I, once. I, yeah. Yeah. You would think he could do it faster if he wanted to do it faster, but not. So I can, so I can that. forgive that because, yeah. like, when you're in that moment, your adrenaline yeah. might be going so fast that you're yeah. not even thinking straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Like, if he wanted to, he could have just, like, telekinetically moved the money all straight at, into his hand. Yeah, all at once. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Andrew just is straight up robbing stories at this point. And the store, the store, owner, uh, fuck, the store owner gets up with a shotgun. And. Andrew's running outside. Even though he should have just flown away. He was outside. He could have flown away the moment he stepped outside. But <laughs> he, he's, he's uh, not even running, like stumbling away. And the guy comes out with a shotgun, points it at Andrew. Andrew knocks the shotgun out of the guy's hand with his powers. The gun goes off and explodes. The the gun shoots uh, the gas pump. Like a gas, which, yeah. gas station pump. Which Andrew was standing right next to. So he gets blown up here. Fucked up. He survives it. I'm assuming because of he was protecting himself with the telekinetic powers that must have shielded him. Even though he's really, really burnt up at the hospital. We see next. Okay, what do I I mean, I guess that fireman suit probably helped him. Oh, yeah. Too. Which is like an unexpected bonus. I mean, who'd have thought? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so next we see security cameras from the hospital, which is how this is all being filmed, except the in the room with Andrew here. 
I like they so, find they find they, oh sorry. I think you're probably about to say it, but somebody explained to me why his camera was set up and pointed at him in his room. <laughs> oh really? Um, yeah. I'll explain it to you. Okay. It's uh, writing inconsistency. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Andrew did it subconsciously with his powers. Probably. Man, we get. That's so diligent. Like, got to keep recording, yeah. even if I'm on possibly the brink of death. Yeah, unconscious. It's... That's a true documentarian. That should have been yeah. his real calling. I mean, they could have done so much. <laughs> they should have mm-hmm. just. I wouldn't have gone to school anymore if I had powers. Honestly, I would have been. That's a, anyway. That's a yeah. good point. Well, he needed to yeah. take care of his mom. Yeah. Even... He could have worked. He could have. He could have. He could have gotten a construction job, done no heavy lifting, using his telekinesis. Construction jobs pay well. He could have paid for his mother's medication. There's no point in uh, talking logic about this movie. because He could have played the lotto and made the balls come out to whatever numbers he wanted. Oh my god, yes. So much potential wasted. I guess it's all to do with how Andrew is as a person. I guess he still feels yeah. trapped. Even, even with that. Yeah. Yeah. Even being powers. down so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say this real quick. I do not mean this in a sexist way or anything, but I kept telling Stratton this. If three girls had come across this crystal <laughs> and gained these powers, this would be a whole different movie. I don't know what would have uh. happened, but it would have been a whole different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i can't even imagine that uh, probably less violence it'd probably be like a goofy it'd be a comedy oh girl <laughs> I don't like know. an early 2000s <laughs> comedy oh, like man. a 13 going on 30 style comedy <laughs> i'll get i'll get to it i'll get to writing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i don't know why but i feel like it would have ended it's like them crashing a wedding or something like it always <laughs> ends with something at a wedding or something it's it's weird yeah uh, it's probably fine. it's fine uh the final battle anyway we see andrew at the hospital his dad visits at the hospital fuck andrew is burnt up in the bed like you said the camera's pointing straight at him uh andrew's dad starts talking and it's not good. So Andrew's dad reveals that Andrew's mom died the same day he was doing all that stuff to get money for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew's dad blames Andrew for her death because I guess his dad was looking for him that night and he wasn't there to and he take thinks, care. Yeah, that's his logic. Which he wasn't doing much before. Oh, they didn't have a lot... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. They didn't have enough money to do much before. so. I mean, sure, but the dad has no excuse, really. Like, he yeah. he spends a lot of money on drinking, so he's definitely yeah. not helping with the problem. Like, he's contributing in his own way to the problem. The dad's a douchebag. Yeah. I give him yeah. no kudos. He's not good. He's not a good father. So, yeah, basically, Andrew's dad blames Andrew for everything. 
and he wants an apology, which at this point I'm like, oh my god, this fucking asshole. <laughs> this guy is fucked up. He is straight up and, screaming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Andrew is like possibly comatose this whole time, yeah. or at least asleep. And uh, the dad is like, I know you're not actually asleep, as he's berating him. Yeah, he's like, I know you can hear me, which I guess Andrew kind of can, for what happens next. So, yeah, he starts screaming at him, screaming at him. Uh, the room starts to shake. You see, you hear a bunch of noise before the room explodes. Literally, a, a, a wall explodes in the room. And I guess Andrew subconsciously, or, you know, unconsciously, was able to do that, which shows how powerful he really is. I don't know, it's weird. I, I assume he was unconscious and he was able to do that unconsciously. That's what I got. And yeah. So he's so powerful. Um, and what's happening? Yeah, it's going to get crazy. I wrote here, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> so yeah, Andrew explodes room. And then we cut to Matt. Feels it. Yeah, Matt, Matt is at a party with Casey and Matt's nose starts to bleed, which here is just very clear that Matt can feel Andrew is something's happening to Andrew. And we get uh, Matt and Casey driving to where it is. Oh, on the news it says. So, yeah, a lot of attention is happening on what's going on at the hospital. We get news copters, police, Matt and Casey rushing over there. Uh, it's going to get hard. This whole next sequence I didn't write so eloquently. So, <laughs> chaos and You want me to run through it a little? Yeah, if you can with more detail, because I'm just going to go through the big parts, but yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you said, we see Matt's nose bleeding, so he knows Andrew is in trouble. He sees the story on the news, so he goes to the hospital. Andrew flies around with his dad in his arms (laughs) and then drops (laughs) him. So then Matt and Casey are driving around until Andrew takes control of their car and flies them around in the car. Uh, Casey's freaking out. Matt saves Casey. Uh, that's when Matt and Andrew have a confrontation in the sky. Yeah. Andrew is mad that Matt caught his dad from hitting the ground. Yep. Uh, which I somehow missed before, but until I caught that conversation. Matt tries to talk him down, but Andrew says he's an apex predator and yeah. knocks him from the sky with a bus. <laughs> oh, at this point, yeah. yeah, yeah. At this point, uh, Andrew pretty much controls all the cameras, all the phones, and puts them on himself. So even here, Andrew is very obsessed with documenting everything or like making that's sure a, the Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. That was a co- cool scene yeah. with the Space Needle and blowing out the windows and oh, stealing yeah, yeah. all the phones. Yeah. That's like around uh, where they're levitating and having this confrontation. Because yeah. they are in Seattle. <laughs> If, if we didn't mention that, they are in Seattle. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so Andrew throws a bus at Matt, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> a high amount of power here. Yeah, Andrew makes all the cameras around and float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you covered all that. Uh, Andrew and Matt fight. I forget. Damn, I forget exactly what happens next. Uh but they Matt fight. and Andrew we are surrounded them, okay. by police. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We see them fight from multiple cameras that are filming. Like, they crash into, like, a store or a building. And we see that. 
they they're crashing all over the place. They're flying. They're it's not really like it was a, a little, fight. But, it was a little comedy scene there, where you see the guy in the apartment watching him fight outside the window, oh, and his wife is yeah, like, yeah, "Get away from the window! That. Get away from the window!" Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. They oh, blow yeah, through no, the I center did, of the floor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, There's it's always going to be some dumb spectator, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so them fighting, yeah, I was going to say, them fighting each other isn't like a normal superhero fight where they're in the air like punching each other. It's like more them like pushing each other. Like both of them are holding each other, like just flying into buildings and crashing into stuff, trying to take each other down. It's a very, very cool. It's like very different from normal like, fight scenes i guess uh so yeah they fight they crash into a plot thing andrew collapses matt is still yeah so andrew like blows away like the first round of cop cars from them showing just a huge amount of power he collapses matt still tries to take andrew out of the area just make sure he's okay he's he really should have just grabbed Andrew and flew out of there before. Yeah. But, so I was thinking that's, but, yeah. Yeah. But so a second round of cops come, surrounds them. Andrew tries talking to them, but when has that ever worked? Honestly, uh, Matt is shot by one of the cops. He catches the bullet in his hand. I don't know if you caught that. He caught yeah. it in his hand. Cause, and the well, bullet, I didn't, like, but he caught it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he caught it. His hand is still ble- bleeding. Yeah. Wow. I just caught you saying <laughs> that. That's crazy. Why am I the one making dad jokes? <laughs> I don't know. Man. This is, I don't know. This is a weird day. So, he, yeah, he caught the bullet. I just thought it was cool. He caught the bullet with his hand. The bullet comes out of it, like Neo. Uh, but he's still bleeding because it still hit him. But, you know. So, Andrew comes up. And again, he pushes the cars away. He just pushes. He Andrew gets up and starts exerting a huge amount of power. Power he starts screaming, like it's pretty much a Super Saiyan. If you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z, he starts screaming. Stuff is getting pushed away from him. Buildings start to crack. Glass shatters. Matt is still trying to talk him down, trying to calm him down, but it's just not working. Andrew still screaming. Matt uh, looks at a statue with like a javelin, puts two to two. I guess the only way to stop him is to do this. Matt forces the statue, the javelin from the statue into Andrew's back, killing him. And Matt kills Andrew with a statue spear, you'd say. Just pretty cool. Yeah. Very, very intense scene because at this point andrew is just too far gone matt is just sees that he can't get to andrew anymore and has to do this he has to kill him to stop him and yeah so matt kills his cousin andrew with a spear fucked up he i guess passes out and matt gets surrounded by police but before they can do anything to him he his eyes open and he flies away, which he should have done before with Andrew. <laughs> Whatever, man, it's too late for that. He just killed him. And then we just see 
clouds. We see Andrew flying with clouds with the camera. Which I guess, I guess somehow he got the camera to follow him when he flew away. But okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, we see Andrew flying, just flying, a bunch of clouds, clouds, clouds. And then we see a snowy mountain. And we see Andrew walk out from behind the camera and Matt. top of the mountain. Oh, Matt. sorry, Matt. Matt, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the names. Matt, it's Matt. It's the guy. It's the only survivor with the powers, pretty much. Steve and Andrew are dead. Matt is uh, on a snowy mountain with the camera. Matt apologizes to Andrew into the camera. He says that he is starting to help people. I'm guessing with his abilities, he's kind of becoming a real hero. And once he, uh, Matt is wants to find the answers to what happened in that cave that day, and just pretty much says he loves Andrew. And and then we see Matt turn the camera toward a temple-looking thing, so we can assume that he's in Tibet, the place monastery. Where, yeah, a monastery. So so he's at the place that Andrew wanted to visit. And he just tells the camera and Andrew that you made it. Andrew made it. Before he flies away, leaving the camera in place of where Andrew yeah, Andrew wanted to be. And that's where the film ends. Boom! I thought that was some... a really wise Sinatra. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool ending. With still, after everything that happened, Matt still feels for Andrew and this is his gesture to him and then the credits we get some 2012 rock so that's that <laughs> it's always <laughs> a good thing right yeah <laughs> that's the ending some stuff I wanted to say some supplementary information for the movie which I guess it doesn't really explain much of the movie but I guess just to add some more detail uh, Max Landis, you can find a bunch of interviews with Max Landis uh, about the movie, especially around the time it came out. And he's not afraid, especially a couple years later when the sequel was, he was set to make the sequel. He's not afraid to explain anything from the movie. Like he's okay with answering everything. So, and somebody asked him exactly about what happened in that thunderstorm with mm -hmm. Andrew and Steve. And he said that it was never his intention to imply that Andrew was the one at fault with Steve's death because even though they control objects and everything, they have telekinesis, they aren't capable of changing the weather. That's not their power. That's so weird. So oh, Andrew yeah. didn't kill Steve. And, he's, and he finds it weird that people think that Andrew was the one who did it. But, <laughs> did, but he, the way did he intend that and then forget? Because... If, it was just they were both in a thunderstorm, so and that was an accident that happened. Wild! If he yeah. like, if Matt didn't say to Andrew, yeah, like accusing him of killing Steve, but also more importantly saying that there were no records of there being thunderstorms, then yeah. I would believe, I would totally believe that it was just like coincidental. But it's written in a way to make you believe that. Andrew killed Steve, so that's bizarre. Yeah, I found that weird too. Cause my the whole time, all these years, I thought that's what 
that's what the movie pretty much spells out for you that happened. I mean, but, writers yeah. aren't always consistent yeah. either, and sometimes they yeah. just make up details later. Like, if you listen yeah. to J.K. Rowling, she's always making up details, oh, yeah. like, way after the fact that don't make any sense or, or stupid. Yeah, she's the worst Stupid one. supplementary. <laughs> uh, another thing is, pretty much how they got their powers but that's ex- explained very very succinctly in like a video which uh you can see it's like five minutes long i i, I also know the video you, you're saying which is pretty much titled like max lamb is explains how they got their powers it's on youtube it's like five minutes he explains everything so anybody who wants to know how they got their powers can check it out it's actually pretty interesting and he gave it a lot of thought yeah so, it is it's pretty cool but it's also you know i, I like that there was no need to explain it in the movie. He like he yeah, says I in like the video, it's like there's no, there's no reason. It's it's not important how they got their powers. It's what they do with them in the movie. And another thing is apparently there was gonna be uh there was a cut ending from the movie, a different ending to the movie, which was gonna go way more into Andrew's epilogue. It was gonna be like twenty minutes longer the movie after what happened. After the fight at the end. And it was going to be with Andrew being taken into the hospital by the government. Not not Andrew. Matt. Whoa. Sorry. The, I'm sorry. Matt. 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 The only survivor being taken into the hospital by the government. And pretty much being experimented on for a bit. For a bit. Uh, before he, he, he escapes. To. So he escapes. And that's when we were going to get the scene with the clouds you know the, him flying to a different country and the fucking i don't know how they were gonna film this but i understand why they probably cut it because it was probably gonna be way too much money so what we were, we were gonna see the ending be him becoming pretty much like a superhero straight up and we were gonna see a uh, uh like a tsunami happening like in china or uh, or japan or i forget the country exactly but one of those countries, sorry, uh, an Asian country. A pretty much a tsunami was gonna come up, and Matt was gonna straight up just fly towards it and stop it with his powers. He was gonna stop a straight up tsunami from, like, uh, destroying a country. That was gonna be the ending of the movie. I'm glad and, we didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Unnecessary. And then after that he was going to talk to the camera and pretty much explain what he's been doing, pretty much like helping people and saving people and pretty much becoming a hero and trying to uh, find out exactly what happened to them, which, yeah, that would have been different. I wanted to talk a bit about the sequel that was going to be, I guess the official sequel that Max Landis wrote, but you can read online. It was, but I find fascinating because there's a, a couple of details in the script for the for the sequel that has to do with the first one. Um, pretty much, the sequel was gonna open with. It's not really spoilers because it's never gonna get made. The sequel is never gonna get made. <laughs> you know, it's never gonna happen. Uh, it was gonna start with a girl. The main character was gonna be a girl, and she is the one who put together everything we saw in the movie because the film chronicle exists Mm. in universe 
in the universe. Like somebody put together all that footage and put it on the internet for everybody to see. So the thing we're watching as the movie exists in universe on like YouTube or something and people can watch it and yeah. see exactly what happens. You know? So in the sequel, we're going to follow the person who put all that together, all the footage. And it was pretty much going to follow her figuring out what happens to them. And also she falls, finds another cave with another crystal in, in it and gets powers too. And then she confronts Matt and everything. And the sequel was awesome. <laughs> this was the plan for the sequel. It was going to be crazy because pretty much like half of Seattle was going to end up with powers. And Matt and the girl were going to have to fight them and stop them from I guess destroying the world. It was it was, wow. it was it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. Pretty much the they were gonna become like drones for the thing in the cave. Pretty much zombies. They were Matt and the girl were pretty much gonna have to fight like zombie telekinetic people. And that was yeah. That sequel. sounds like a very different kind yeah, of film yeah. than this one. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. That one sounds more like an action film, whereas this one yeah. was like a cool study on, on like the the human. Uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, the human condition. Yeah, it was, it was different. I find it cool that we would get to see the person who pretty much took all the tape and put it together and put it out mm-hmm. there. And Matt was gonna be the one to find her because he. You can imagine Matt seeing that online and being like, what the fuck? Who who put this together? And now the whole world knows what happened. That could have been interesting, but oh well. That's never going to happen. And yeah, that was pretty much that for the movie. I liked it. What about y'all? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That was all the information what? I have for it. Does somebody uh, want to give their like review of it? I mean, I'm happy to as well. I, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it real quick because I've been talking the whole time. I'm just, uh, I'm tired of talking. So, uh, <laughs> I watched this. I watched this when I was 14. I loved it. I thought it was a cool take on people with powers and the film, found footage film in general. Watching it again, I still love it. I still think it does really cool things. I like how it, it's really much more an emotional story than it is like people's with power story it's still people with powers but that's when you get down to it it's really like more about a like kid who is going yeah handling uh <laughs> it's it's basically like a very uh roundabout way well i don't want to simplify it because it was a really good movie but it's like that quote that famous spider-man quote with great power comes great responsibility and yeah. just showing like how three different people with the same power and like how they use it. Yeah, and it's also like this all it's still much about like abuse. <laughs> like, oh for sure. Abuse at home, abuse at school. This kid I don't know, it's weird cuz you would want to think that Andrew still could have been saved even but even but maybe not. Maybe this kid wouldn't have been saved. Maybe it was still, even without the powers, maybe it's stuff, bad stuff would have happened if he would have grown up. Because Steve and Matt were there with him. They were good friends. And he still went back yeah. after. But Yeah, I mean, 
but he was like he was like a full teenager by the time he developed these strong friendships with these two so i feel like so much damage had already been done by the time yeah it's much more about relationships and how human it's much more about humans very very human movie and abuse and (laughs) how it can affect people with a little Mm -hmm. bit of power sprinkled in but the powers aren't the main thing they really aren't i couldn't help but we've seen so many movies so far about uh people like young people with telekinetic abilities um and they're often from abusive homes like i can see why this movie reminded you of carrie because carrie comes from an abusive home and she gains telekinetic yeah. abilities or maybe always had them and then there's always the classic matilda except that's a more wholesome story but she grew up yeah. in an abusive home and has telekinetic <laughs> abilities so it's interesting how that's kind of a, a, a trend trope. or yeah. yeah it's it's very interesting yeah it is crazy how much how many movies have with that pretty much premise of a, a teenager or a little kid with telekinetic abilities and how that affects their family life. (laughs) I mean, I think it's, I think it's really cool though. Like as somebody who grew up in a difficult childhood home, like I could find myself imagining scenarios where I felt more in control. I can totally see why there would be so many stories of uh, abusive childhoods and why there would be that, uh, need to fantasize about uh, having a great power that would surpass the power of the abusers, you know? Uh, yeah. You can't beat telekinesis. No, no. So, how would you how would you rate the movie with all that movie. said? Uh, I'm gonna take the rating system from somebody I like. I'm gonna say strong 7, light 8. So like a, so like a 7.8, 7.9. Somewhere around there. Okay. I liked it a Out lot. Out of what? Out of Miss uh, <laughs> Lightning Strikes that weren't caused by telekinetic people, I guess. Just <laughs> random. Uh, seven, seven, seven out of ten lightning it. strikes. <laughs> there you go. How about you guys? Do you want to go first, Aaron, or do you want me to? Or go Sure, I can. There? Yeah, mine would be pretty short. Just like the movie. I really enjoyed the movie. And like I said, I saw it when it first came out 10 years ago and it's a really fast-paced movie and if you're listening to the podcast you're just like well they're just jumping from scene to scene to scene that's kind of how the movie flows so yeah. there's not really there's not much interconnect between what's going on between one scene and another scene so which is cool i mean it's part of the found footage type of style which they do good in this movie um I did enjoy the movie. I like the fact that, you know, you do have three teenagers who suddenly have this telekinetic power. And it's kind of like you were saying more power than they were probably used to having all at once. And they really didn't develop it at the same speed. I think they probably could all been probably the same level or whatever, whatever you want to say, if they... Mm -hmm practice that you know as much as like andrew did i'm sure he was practicing it constantly so i would give this movie a good seven out of ten 
Native American statues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. Um, you should check it out. And you also should check out the YouTube videos and hear a little more in-depth on certain things in the movie, which I think kind of helps. And like oh. we were saying, you don't have to, but I mean, it's it's just kind of cool to check it out. So Maybe uh, by the time that this is officially posted, we can have uh, links to this video at the bottom yeah. for people to easily find. Uh, should I review now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this was my first time watching it ever. I'd never heard of it. Um, so I didn't know what to expect, like literally nothing. And I was very, I thought it was very cool. Um, I love, I love found footage movies and I think they did a great job of explaining like all the various camera angles in a nice way. I mean, technically there were some parts that didn't make any sense but whatever whatever I, I was happy to like wave my hand at those like eh, it's fine it's fine it's fine i love a movie that has like natural dialogue like the it had really good natural dialogue in it it was very believable uh andrew was a very believable like abused teenager who was uh sort of slowly evolving into a potential serial killer like all of that felt really uh well researched and there were a lot of like fun moments in it. Uh, it was a cool take on the whole uh, abused um, person with telekinetic abilities. Uh, I mean, I guess Carrie was also similar in the fact that she used her powers for evil a bit there, but this took it a huge step forward. Yeah, it was really good. You guys covered everything else um so i would give this uh eight out of ten mm. um tenetically to to wait tenetically tele tele telekinetic telekinetically telekinetically removed yeah. teeth uh that's a good one. eight teeth <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one well, there you go. <laughs> that is the Chronicle, or Chronicle. I always say the Chronicle. It's Chronicle. Chronicle. Our Chronicle of the Chronicle. You probably should have checked it out before we saw it, if you wanted to play along at home, before we reviewed it, I should say. Any final words? Um, Before you decide to use your telekinetic abilities for evil, think again. Be like Spider-Man. Use your powers for good. It's a good message. It's always, always good advice, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Stories to Dismember podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and leave a rating. You can contact us at stories to dismember at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on TikTok at Stories to Dismember. The music for Stories to Dismember is provided by Wen Feather, and episodes are edited by Stratton Meyer. Can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye.